Season 3, Episode 20. Season 2. Damn it, I'm still in the future. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 20. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. We believe that his example would inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. Welcome back to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and I'm losing my voice a little bit because uh, when I write, I read all my words out loud. And so if you hear me going to a high pitch voice, it's because I'm losing my voice. So, uh, Or a cat just jumped across my lap with its claws out. Either way, whatever happens to my voice, it was because I was working hard. <laughs> and I'm Sam Richardson, artist, illustrator, digital artist, and Photoshop junkie. So you notice how he threw the digital in there. That's the big focus of what we want to talk about today is uh, Show Me Comics has ventured into the digital waters. And there was an iPad in those waters. <laughs> it was pretty warm and the iPad let, let out a data stream. <laughs> but we're staying in the waters in spite of that. So <laughs> Sam's losing it. Uh, Go ahead, you guys. Take it away. How did we first get on this digital path? (laughs) Well, originally when we were talking about doing our graphic novel, Hafu, it was originally intended that we were just going to release digitally at first. Well, I remember that because I'm like, it's a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to try to make Sam lose it all episode. It's a whole new world than when we were young and tried to print it Kinko's, and it cost us like a million dollars, and we made zilch off of that it. That was my birthday money. Oh, my, yeah. bir- my mom, as a birthday present, <laughs> paid to get those I done. I didn't know that. So that we could have them. Yeah, because it was at the beginning of August. That was my birthday oh, present. Yeah. And you gave them away for free. And we yeah. had to call Tim like every 10 minutes. They want to change the files. <laughs> they don't know if you can change this. Oh, and it was a disaster overall. But we were like, hey, guys, we could actually do this this time because, you know, even though we're older now and we have more money, we also have more bills. <laughs> so it's like, hey, this digital option is good because there's no print cost. Well, at the same time, we also found out that we were pretty stupid when we were kids. We shouldn't have been trying to print at Kinko's. <laughs> we should have found some other place. Plus, I think just printing in general, the the costs have come down a little bit because of the equipment that you know small printers can buy yeah um just with the technology and and things like that so we were actually able to do print runs this go around but we still wanted to pursue the digital avenue and as you as an aspiring comic creator out there are probably thinking what do i do do i do a downloadable pdf do i do a web comic do what do i do so how how was that decision-making process? Take us on a walk through history, Sam. Well, I mean, when we were younger, the digital format was, I don't even know if it was 
New? I don't even know if it existed at the time. Well, I mean the second go-around with Hafu. Start the history there. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm leading to is that now it's something that uh, I want to say it's more than just prevalent. Like that's the accepted uh, medium now for for young kids. Yeah, it's gaining traction. Yeah. If if you look at like uh, people that are, you know, your son and my daughter's age that are six, seven, eight years old. That is how they're reading not just comic books, just books in general Dude, now. Babies know yes, how to use an iPad. Yes, babies know how to use iPads. Little the little kids know how to use iPads, but I mean they're not even touching the print form anymore. Yep. Like I shouldn't say anymore. They're not touching it at all. They never have. Madeline, mm-hmm. my daughter, who's seven and a half, has quite a few issues of Powerpuff Girls and a few other comics right on our iPad that she knows how to go into, how to access, how to flip through. And, I mean, the things are made now. And they can't rip them. They can't right. color they can't on destroy them. them. <laughs> and uh, it's cool because the comics now are made, you know, they're getting more and more geared towards the digital format, so you're getting more special effects with it and how the book reads. But, I mean, for the, the really young generations, that's the only form they're reading. And then even whenever you take the, you know, the adolescents and the, the teenagers, that is still the more preferred way of reading. You know, you've still got the the nerds out there, and you've got the ones like us that grew up with papers, so they're always going to well, say, oh, Well, what's we interesting like about that is if you go, like, I was just having a conversation with my dad yesterday, and he was talking about, like, how he's uh, trying to, you know, pack up, and they want to sell his house and move to a different house. And he was looking at his uh, thing of books, and he loves books. So he's talking about, man, I really got to get rid of it. I got too many books. And I said, uh, you know, well, you know, you can give a lot away, donate them to the library, and you want to keep the ones you really want. And he held up his iPad, basically, and said, the ones I really want are here. Right. I've got, you know, 50 bookcases here in my hand. And so I, I think you'll find that a lot of older people are kind of getting hip to it, too, to just think, holy cow, I don't have to drive down to the comic book store. I can just have it now. Right. It's kind of like Netflix. Like, oh, I can watch episode one now. And I can watch episode two now. Oh, yeah. And I can watch episode three right, right. after that. You right. Know? Which is one of the uh, dilemmas. Do you want to talk about your addiction now? That I'm finding myself <laughs> into. I, uh, I've known of comiXology and some of the digital readers. But again, I am 32 years old. I will be 33 in like several more weeks. And you're stubborn. And I'm stubborn. But... Uh, I wasn't one of those to totally grasp the whole digital comic book things yet. I knew of it, and uh, obviously, as we made the decision to uh, to go into the whole Hafu book, and we talked about how digital was the way we're going to go with it, I didn't quite know the medium yet. So I, uh, I ordered a few digital books. I think at the time, you could go to Marvel Comics' website, and they had like... On the on the website itself, you could buy the comics, and they had like a reader that you could actually like. You didn't download or anything; it didn't transfer to your iPads or anything. Oh, it had a terrible one on the PC, right? But it, it, it was, was just really and, and because of that, I was like, you know, this. I don't know, man. I read a few issues, and I wasn't, but I wanted to experience it because I figured if, if that's how we were going to sell our comic, I got to have an understanding right. of it. But I never really got into it, and then it wasn't until actually very recently that um. I, I downloaded the Comixology app to my uh, to my iPad because uh, actually I had to do with one of our previous episodes about the X Men Days of Future Past. So I wanted to go back and read that, and I thought, well, if I can find it on Comixology, that's way more affordable than going out and buying like a trade book or 
God forbid, I actually try to buy the original issues because that would cost me like several hundred dollars. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I, I found Days of Future Past and uh, I read it. And then I, it was so awesome that I wanted to read <laughs> the Dark Phoenix saga. So all of them were on there collected. So I downloaded all those and I read them. <laughs> and then I was like, well, man, I got to find out what happened after the Days of Future Past. What happened in the next issue? And the issue after that. And the issue after that, <laughs> until next thing I knew, I had downloaded like 50 different issues of Uncanny X-Men from the late 70s to the early 80s. And I'm about to buy several more. And I realized one of the things about it is, one, it's very easy to purchase the comics. And it's easy to purchase many at a time because here I am with all these back issues to these comics that as a kid I wanted to read and I wanted to buy, but I couldn't. Because if I went to a comic book store right now and I bought Uncanny X-Men number 131... That issue would probably be about $55 by itself. Now right. I'm on Comixology and it's $1.99. <laughs> well, I might as well buy a few at a time. It's like a 1-900 number for a lonely man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And especially me, I'm not even necessarily reading the dialogue, but I love the art. So it, I go through them quickly. If you look at my iPad right now, like the right side of the screen is just nothing but swipe marks from yeah. where I got to see the next page. <laughs> like the 1-900 number, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Those swipes are going the other direction. <laughs> so that's two things I want to comment on about that. The first, I had that same experience with how awesome it was uh, – I got those scripts sent to me by Fabian Nicieza. Yeah. And I was like, he, he just gave me some random script samples to be able to, you know, read and see what his format was like. And one of them was like, action comics number, blah, 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 you know, some weird high number. And I'm like, man, I'll never find this, you know, because I wanted to see, oh, yeah, I've read the script now and seen what he did. How did that translate, you know, into an actual comic? And I'm like, I'll never find this. I could go through back issues forever in dusty old comic shops. Picked up my phone and had it on my phone in less than a minute. Right, right. Um, so that's cool. The other thing I want to say was about the phone. Like, I remember everybody, not everybody sits down with their iPad in front of a crackling fire and a, a pipe full of tobacco, you know, every night and starts to do the reading. But everybody has a phone in their pocket. Mm -hmm. So I remember when, you know, digital comics kind of first started and you had to, you'd get the full page on your phone and you couldn't see anything and then you'd have to do the zoom gesture right you know which is the same as like really flaring your nostril to get at one of those deep boogers you know it's the same <laughs> same gesture so you'd have to do that and then of course that will bring you to the middle of the page so then you had to swipe across you know reorient yourself up at the top and you're constantly adjusting and it was a pain like trying to get that deep booger you know you're constantly adjusting and just you're tired of it all right well, then, intercomicsology with the guided view technology, that's what really sold me and got me into reading yeah, comics because right. I would do it on my phone, and it was actually a good experience. And I remember seeing some of the panels that, like, the way they'd adjust and zoom and the background color would change, it actually presented a different experience yeah. than the actual comic, and it it was good. See, and that's why I haven't, uh, I haven't overcome that fear yet of seeing them on my phone. Oh yeah, Here, I did. Well, I tried I'm about I did, to show like you, you said, something. I, I hope you can handle I, it. I tried it whenever it was the old format of you know you'd have to. Here's the whole page and zoom in on it. That and even whenever on the iPad, I don't like to do the. Uh... Oh yeah, Jordan's showing me Hafu on the digital reader right now, 
which, by the way, Hafu is available on Comixology. So if you got Comixology, go there now. And Dude, make a sure spoiler alert! Aren't we supposed to be the hero's journey of comics? You just gave him the ending. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's talk about that. Our hero's journey of comics. So. Uh, rewind a little bit and when I was saying dude we can't afford to go back to Kinko's I was like dude we can do this digitally and Sam was like pshaw we cannot do that you're full of baloney and I said okay I did the research and I presented I remember I was like here's a couple ways we can do it we could have a PDF right and there was actually a website and I was like we could either do our own website or there's this other website that basically is just a library of comic PDFs and they take like a very very small royalty um, off of it and then I was like there's this other website called Graphically L-Y and they do digital comics and then I was said their competitor is called Comixology right and at the time there was no real way to submit stuff to them so mm-hmm. we would have had to like contact them directly by email talk to them you know had a long drawn out thing and basically it would be the same as going to a publisher you know, trying to pitch your stuff. Um, well, fast forward, it takes uh, Sam a long time to do the art because it's really good art and a really good story. And uh, so by the time we were ready to actually take movement on this, a couple things had happened. Uh, graphically ended up being the Neo Geo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of the competitive uh, gaming world kind of analogy. Uh, Comixology emerged on top, and at the same time, Comixology announced that they were going to have a new process called Submit. And what that was was independent uh, comic creators could submit their work, and if it was accepted by Comixology, so there's still a little bit of a gatekeeper, um, but they would offer it on their store yep. to sell. Um, so, guys, take it from there. What happened? So from there, um, once we found out about Submit, we waited until the first graphic was completely – the first graphic novel was completely finished, our Hafu Volume 1. From there, I mean, submission is free. We just had to do some special formatting. They're expecting like a certain size for your PDF files, for your pages. Uh, you have to combine all your pages into one PDF. Uh, have a couple different size thumbnails for your series and your uh, your uh, cover thumbnail, uh, some artist and writer pictures, that kind of thing. Bundle that all up, submit it, and other than that, it's free and it just takes uh, it just takes a little time for them to process everything. So let's do a quick rundown at the end of this. All right, so what's the expectation? I am an independent creator. I submitted my book. What should they expect now that we've gone through the fire? Okay, so here's the thing about submit. It's not fast by any stretch. Well, we, we sub- also had a 66-page book. There's also that. So we don't have, yeah, we don't have a baseline for a, your average 22-issue comic. Uh, we submitted a 64-page graphic novel in January. And then, was it January? Maybe it was. Either way, it was about three months before they got back saying, hey, okay, everything's done. What they do then is Comixology themselves does the guided view technology. So when you double tap on the screen or when you swipe from panel to panel, they all do that. And that's done by a person or a group of people. So that takes time as well. After that, after like, I guess the three months, we 
got the notification that it was accepted and it was going to be available, uh, I guess, two weeks after uh, we got the accepted email. Yeah, so that was the end of May is when it actually hit the shelves. Yes. And it was pretty cool. I've seen a couple websites that announced new releases this week, and it had like all the Marvel and DC stuff. And then the bottom it said submit category, and there was Hafu. Yep. That's awesome. Um, but so if you wanted to be a geek and do math, maybe a way to calculate it would be take our 66 pages, take the January to end of May time frame, and you know divide that up and get an amount of time per page. Uh, I don't know if that'll be accurate, but you can try that. I would I would say that that might not be accurate. Just why do you have to be such a Debbie Downer? Because because <laughs> submits getting a lot more publicity now. Yeah, well, they also were bought by Amazon, so they got a lot more scratch. That's to true. Work with. That's true. I didn't think of that, but I would say if you are creating individual issues of a comic, don't wait for your first issue to be done before you submit your second one, especially if you need it to come out every month. Uh, basically, just did you just say? Them. Oh, done by Comixology. Yeah. I was like, don't wait for your first issue to be done before submitting the second. And I'm like, that's getting a little... Yeah, well, your submission process for issue one. Okay. Don't wait for issue one to be approved before you submit issue two. All right, I gotcha. Two. I was like, yeah, you should probably finish issue one. If there's one thing you've learned from this show, <laughs> yes. finish issue one before you yes. submit issue two. Ours gets finished twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, only, the only downside that I have for Comixology at the moment is there's no way to track how many sales we have. They yep. they they release that quarterly. Oh, really? Yes. So we will get numbers though. Uh we should. Cool. In hope, well, hopefully. <laughs> I don't I know if so. it's they're like, I you know, yeah, I don't know if it's when we reach our no first there, there's a level you have to there's an amount of money that you have to make before You have before to generate $100 in profit. In profit. So what happens is the digital marketplace, your Google Play or your iTunes, they'll take their chunk Comixology takes their chunk, and then you get your profit, and your profit has to hit a hundred bucks before they'll send you your check. So if you buy Hafu, go directly to the Comixology website and buy it. That's what I did. I didn't buy it on iTunes. Oh, that's a great idea. Absolutely, we should say that every time. So we're going to. I would like to talk Sam into hanging around for one more episode because it's going to be really super fun. So let's wrap this one up, Tim. On behalf of myself, Jordan. Oh. We didn't do force reps. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for. Let's say you drain your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It, it feels fantastic. All right. So <laughs> I want you guys as writers. Tim, do you want to do the writer prompt? No, go ahead if you already started. All right. I was just going to say, so what I want you to do is write a story about a comic book author who has only been published digitally, right? And then he goes back in time and there's no more digital comics and he has to work through that I've never even touched a piece of paper kind of deal. He's only used computers and the artist, you do it about a team. The artist is only drawn on a tablet and suddenly they find themselves back in time and they wander into Jack Kirby's studio, like Bill and Ted style. They just go there and there's Jack Kirby and uh, they have to try to 
convince him that they're comic book artists, but they have none of these paper skills. Write that, write that short story. My exercise, I'm not so much sure if it's an exercise or advice, but uh, get started working digitally as soon as possible. So if you already have a Wacom tablet or a Cintiq, I would like you to send me anything that you've drawn from ink process through coloring on your Wacom. But if you haven't, get started on it now. One thing I'm very proud of about Hafu is that everything from the ink process through, I did with the Wacom tablet. So all the inking, all the stuff you see was done digitally. When we're selling this digital, guess what? It's going to look a lot better on the screen than those of you that are still doing old Bristol board and pens and crow quill because it's not going to show up and it's a lot harder process to transfer and it's going to be way harder for your digital media person to deal with if it's not digital. So if you're not doing it now, get started on it and send me your samples also if you have a antique send that to sam as well yes please <laughs> so on behalf of myself sam and jordan we're show me comics thank you for listening if you enjoy the show subscribe on itunes give us a rating and a review <laughs> and if you haven't got your copy of hafu graphic novel yet make sure you go visit us on the web at showmecomics.com you can purchase hafu in print form so you still have one to autograph and sell a million years from now or if you don't want to spend quite as much money and you do like the digital format we've been talking about go to comiXology and search for hafu there make sure you like us on facebook at hafu graphic novel and give us a follow on twitter at showmecomics and this weekend we will be in charlotte north carolina for heroes con so come by, see us. We're going to be in Artist Alley at table 1222. Show me comics. Going to be tearing it up. That's right by Indie Island. You can't miss us. Well, maybe you can if you're not in Charlotte. God, I hope I meet Ric Flair. That's his hometown. Maybe he'll be there. <laughs> <Got to pee. laughs>